Our gospel lesson this morning is going to come from the Gospel of John, John 11, verses 32 through 44. We invite you to stand as you are able, in body or in spirit, for the reading of our gospel lesson. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some other of them said, could, he, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and the stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked up towards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. You know, I was kind of raised in the um, kind of old school mentality, or I internalized the, uh, the old school mentality that, uh, you know, men don't cry. And boys don't cry. That's not something, uh, not something you do. But uh, that lesson didn't take with me because I cry at everything. I cry at sappy commercials. I cry in the movies. I cry when my team wins. I cry when my team loses. I'm, I'm a weeper, y'all. You know, this whole having a senior thing is going fairly well until we had our last run of the performance of our show, and then I couldn't even cheer because I was afraid if I started cheering, I'd start crying. So, yeah, it's not going well. It's not going well. I'm a weeper, and it, it's okay. I've just come, the older I get, the less it bothers me and the less I care about it. So, you know, you never, you never know what in life may make me just start crying. It's just kind, kind, of, kind of where I am in my life, and it's okay. No big deal. The passage that we read today in the Scriptures on this All Saints Sunday, I think are very important passages because they acknowledge for us the two tensions we have as Christians. One is the fact, and we see, we see, it, we see the, the tension of pain. The, the, the psalm passage, that famous passage, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. You know, we will take off our sackcloth and we will dance, but we weep. The Bible says, precious are the death of the saints in the eyes of the Lord. The Bible tells us that part of our human experience, part of our human, part of our human life, part of what we experience upon the earth is pain and sorrow. Ecclesiastes says there is a time to weep. Being a Christian does not remove that truth. Being a Christian does not remove that. It's part of, part of the human experience. And that's why, that's why I love, y'all, that John passage. The John passage is one of my absolute favorite passages in all the Bible. I love that passage because 
When you just read the passage, if, we, if we'd have read the whole chapter 11, we'd have seen this. But Jesus was a very short distance from where Lazarus was. Jesus was late on purpose. He, he should have been there earlier. Like, he was late on purpose. He was late on purpose for the express reason of raising Lazarus from the dead. He literally showed up late so that he could raise Lazarus from the dead so that everyone could know that he was the resurrection and the life. He was late on purpose so that he could raise Lazarus from the dead. Jesus got to the tomb knowing, knowing, knowing within a matter of moments that Lazarus would come back from the dead. He, he, he went there for that purpose. Lazarus was going to be raised in a matter of moments. But even Jesus, when confronted with the reality of human loss in that moment, wept. Even though he himself were what is the resurrection and the life, even though he himself was going to conquer death, not long, even though, he was, even though he was fixing to raise Lazarus in a matter of moments, when confronted with the reality of death and pain and loss, Scripture tells us that Jesus wept. I love that, y'all. God does not turn his face away from our human pain. But in fact, through Jesus Christ, God himself joins his tears with our tears in our moment of loss, in our moment of pain, in our moment of hurt. We do not serve a cold and a distant and a foreign God, but in fact, we serve a God who wept at the friend, at the tomb of his friend, just as we do. I mean, I, I've told you before, growing up, my image of God was he, was he was a really angry Colonel Sanders. He was an old man in heaven with a long white beard, and he did not like me. <laughs> For most of my life, I thought God was not a big fan of mine. He was an angry old man who could not wait to zap me with a lightning bolt. What we see in Jesus Christ in this story is the true example of who God is. He is a loving father weeping at the tomb of his friends who in a matter of moments would be brought back to life. That's the tensions we live with in y'all as Christians. That's the tension we live in. We live in the tension of our tears are very real and our tears should not be diminished and our tears should not be looked away from. Our tears are real and that is okay. But we believe in resurrection as well. That's the tension the tears, the grief, does not diminish the truth of resurrection. It does not. The tears does, do not diminish the truth of resurrection. But likewise, the truth of resurrection does not mean that there will not be tears. It does not mean that we just got to, as we'd say in Bogachitta, rub some dirt on it and move on. It means that our tears are very real. Today is a sacred day in the life of our church. It's All Saints Sunday. It's a day where we stop and we pause and we honor those saints who have gone before. I love, there's a beautiful um, line in our funeral liturgy. We say, and for all of this person who lives on within each of us, we give you thanks. 
See, we rejoice now for these saints who have run the race. You know, Hebrews 11 and 12 do a beautiful job of talking about the saints and how they run the race, but they also tell us that they are now in eternity, and they are a mighty cloud of witnesses looking on for us, cheering us, yelling for us, that the church has this beautiful concept of the church militant and the church triumphant. The church militant, that, that's us. That's us. We're, we're the church still at work. We're the church still doing the work of God. We're the church still living out the great commandment, the great commission. We're the church that's doing the kingdom work right now. We're the church militant, the church of the work. These saints who have gone on, they're part of the church triumphant. They have heard, well done in my good and faithful servant. They have heard, enter into your rest, rest and reward. They have, they have seen the fullness of the Father and beheld him. And they are at rest eternally in his light forever. But we're all still one church. We confess the, the communion of saints and the Apostles' Creed. We are still one church. They are still with us, even though we cannot see them, even though they're not physically present with us. They are still part of us. They are still part of our community. They are still part of our family. They are still part of our life together. They are part of the church now, even though they are not fully physically present with us now. We believe that they are still with us. So we weep, even in the hope of resurrection. So we come to All Saints Sunday, where we give ourselves space to grieve, give ourselves space to name our pain, give ourselves space like Jesus to weep at the tomb of one we love. And that's okay. That's okay. Life's not always rainbows and unicorns. There is grief. And there is loss. And there is pain. That's part of our experience as humans. That's part of what Christ himself experienced. That's part of what God experienced through Jesus. And so we come to All Saints Sunday acknowledging this human loss. But I think All Saints Sunday is especially hmm, important we find ourselves as the church and as humans after nearly two years of all we've been through. Because, yes, while we may not have all lost someone this year, we have all borne the weight of all that we've lost with COVID, haven't we? All of us have experienced loss these past two years. Some of us have lost loved ones to covid We've all lost experiences. We've all lost events. We've all lost things we were looking forward to. We've all experienced grief and sorrow over all that we've been through these last few years. I think about those seniors the first year, how they had a really bad end of their school year, and then I had a really bad freshman year, probably the two of the most important times in the life of a kid. Senior year and freshman year, and it's just different for them. It, it's okay to admit these things, y'all. We have to name our grief because Jesus can't help us with what we don't name. He can't help us with the things we do not give to him. If we hold on to it, if we hold on to it and never give it to him, he can't help us. 
It's only when we lay it down before him that he can help us with these things. And, you know, I was, I was also kind of taught, hey, those feelings, those, that grief, push it down, man. Push it down. Don't acknowledge it. Push it down. Keep walking. Get over it. Rub some dirt on it. Keep going. Push it down. Push it down. But here's the thing, y'all. If we don't give our hurts and grief to Jesus, they will in time destroy us. They will in time overwhelm us. They will in time become too heavy for us. They will show themselves in some way. I have a friend of mine who, uh, who his job requires him to be on his feet all the time. And he had, he, his knees were always bad. He was a tall fella, big fella. His knees were awful. And so he had, I don't know, two or three, two or three pretty bad replacement surgeries on his knee. And it uh, still wouldn't get any better. And so the doctor looked and said, let's just look at this a little bit differently. Turned out his hip was messed up. And they, they missed it the first two times because it wasn't major, but his hip was off just enough to mess up his posture, to mess up, mess up his gait, to mess up his standing. And turns out the reason why his knees were bad weren't his knees so much as it was his hip. And they figured out, when they figured out his, uh, his hip was a problem, they fixed the knees. There's a quote that I like that said, that said, I sat with my anger long enough till I found out its real name. My anger's real name was grief. If we don't give God the grief we experience and the hurt we experience and the loss we experience, friends, it will show itself somehow. And that's why All Saints Sunday is so sacred. Because in these moments, we can give it to Jesus. And we give to Jesus, we then swing to the other pole of resurrection. Because yes, we grieve, but Paul says, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. For we grieve with the hope of resurrection. Because we are told through scripture, we are told through our faith, we are told through our life, that death never has the final word. That Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And he has overcome the devil and has overcome even hell, death, and the grave. And that life always wins, and joy always wins, and hope always wins, and the power of death has been taken. Where all death is your victory, where all death is your sting, but thanks be to God. Because we know, we know as Christians that this life is not the end. We know there's something better, something holier, something more perfect, where sin, death, illness, sin will never enter in. There's going to be a land we're going to enter in one day with no more cancer. There'll be a land with no more illness or death or grief or hatred or brokenness. But all that will be cast away and we will forever be with the Lord. And those saints who we love, y'all, they have already attained that. They have already gained that. They have already reached the beauty and perfection of the life with God eternal. And one day, through God's grace, we will join them. So yes, we grieve. And yes, we acknowledge our loss. But our hope is in the fact that we turn to a God that through Jesus Christ is not distant to our pain, but has embraced our very pain and has even overcome it. We do not grieve as those who have no hope because we always have hope, because we always have Jesus. And greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world.
on this sacred day, may we acknowledge our loss, give it to our Savior, and find the grace of Jesus Christ that's greater, greater than anything we ever face. Let us pray.